The FT. It's four years since the Arab Spring brought hopes of democratic change to the Arab world. In most of the countries where the autocratic leaders were deposed, the political repression that sparked the revolutions has been replaced by more repression, civil unrest, or worse. Many autocratic regimes have taken heart from the example of Egypt, where General Sisi, a military leader, stepped in to re-establish order with scant regard for human rights or hard-won political freedoms. Now, the radical Islamist group known as ISIS is giving some regimes in the region a pretext to crack down further. I'm Fiona Simon. On the line with me is Borzu Duragahi, who's just returned from a trip to Morocco, where he spoke to democracy activists there. <laughs> That was the sound of Moroccan activists who spoke to Borzu at a demonstration calling for greater civil liberties in front of the parliament building in Rabat. Borzu, what did the activists tell you about how the Arab Spring affected their campaign for greater civil liberties? First of all, we should say that Morocco took a very different path than most of the countries that were rocked by the Arab Spring. When people took to the streets of Morocco shortly after uprisings in Egypt and Tunisia, the government in Morocco gave the protesters permits, and shortly afterwards, the King Mohammed VI announced dramatic constitutional reforms, a referendum, fresh elections. And so there was quite a bit of change. There was a bit of the opening in the political space. Morocco in general, for anyone who's been there, is not as repressive as some of the other Arab countries. It's not as much of a brutal police state as, for example, Syria was or Libya was. But people were still agitating for more, more constitutional rights, a greater political space, a, a greater constellation of political options for themselves. And so it really seemed like things were changing in Morocco. And there was a real opening in terms of media, as well as civil society and so on, even as the street protests faded. What has happened since that time? Well, according to the people that I've spoken to, in the last couple years especially, the pressure has uh, basically come off of the government. Since the street protests ended, since these reforms were enacted, there has been less and less uh, progress in terms of the advancement of political freedoms and civil liberties. And in part, many people have been telling me this is because of the unbelievable turmoil that much of the region is engulfed in. People in Morocco, by and large, are cherishing stability far more than, than freedom and progress on these fronts. In addition, there is the threat of uh, ISIS, the threat of the Islamic State of Iraq and the Levant. Um, and Morocco, along with other countries, are using this threat, so to speak, of the jihadis' return to further embolden the security apparatuses and further tighten uh, restrictions on civil society. Are you suggesting then that the regime in Morocco is not really under any kind of pressure because the people themselves are more subdued? Well, I think that there has been, according to human rights activists and media monitors and so on, there has been a tightening of the political space in terms of NGOs, in terms of the press. People have been thrown into jail on uh, charges that they probably shouldn't have been thrown into jail on. There's been a real self-censorship because of threats that people get, phone calls from 
pro-government journalists who say, hey, watch yourself, don't cross that red line on this particular subject or you're going to regret it. You know, these are the kinds of things that are happening. Morocco is not like Syria under Bashar al-Assad, where you know people drag you out of your home and you're not seen for you know never. Um, Morocco is a much more subtle, much more gentle place. Has been since Mohammed the sixth took over after his father's death. And you know this is to Morocco's credit. There has been change in Morocco. It's not a thuggish state or as thuggish of a state as many of the other Arab countries. It's not as much a system of fear as Egypt right now. It's a, you know, soft autocratic system, but people are complaining that change that was taking place has come to a halt and is even moving backward now. It seems there's still a mixed picture in the Arab world in terms of progress towards greater civil liberties. What, in your view, is the greatest threat and what are the bright spots? I think the biggest threat to these countries right now is the security threat. I think many of the countries are worried about the uh, emergence of ISIS on their soil. This is something that is real. It could happen. But on the other hand, a country like Morocco, there's no evidence yet that ISIS has arrived, although many Moroccans have gone off to fight in Syria and have joined uh, ISIS, an estimated 3,000. There's no evidence that there's any kind of ISIS activity in the country. And as for bright spots... I think definitely what's happening in Tunisia, the commitment to democracy. Every month or so, there's another milestone as they continue along the constitutional path. There seems to be a sort of wary consensus between the Islamists and the secularists in that country. And uh, that is a a real bright spot at this time. Thank you very much, Bozi. It's been a pleasure. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. 